Hi, I'm Deborah Furr. Welcome to ETF TV. We've seen 194 billion of net inflows into equity ETFs this year and 71 billion going into commodity ETFs, primarily into gold. And I'm Dan Barnes. Discussing the increasing depth of market in both equity and commodity ETF options today, we have Gabriel Manso, equity derivatives trader at Morgan Stanley, and Matthew Riley, buy side equity and index sales at Eurex. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Very nice to be here. How would you characterize the depth of market in the equity and commodity ETF option space today? It's something that's really improved over the last 18 months. I think particularly for the gold options, much and everything that happened then was clearly a test of how the market has developed and the fact that it was robust and people were able to get trades done through that period is, is all you really need to know about a functioning market. What were the drivers of those changes? Partly, it's obviously the support of our members and the market makers who have stood up there. And I think as the market develops, it attracts more eyeballs and people get more comfortable with the fact that this is a market they can trade both in and out. Obviously, anyone who knows anything about the history of commodities, getting in and getting out is often not the same thing. Obviously, what we're trying to achieve here at the exchange is to make sure they are both equally painless. When you start a new business, it's a hard thing to do. Basically, you have a blank sheet and you want to go there somewhere. And this for a trader, there's pretty much two ways to do it. There is first the safe way, which is you start small, trading small. You start bringing two-way interest and slowly you grow the business. Unfortunately, European derivative markets don't work like that. Interest comes sporadically and in big size. So basically, when you start a new business, you have to be big day one. So the best way to do it is only one way is basically to do proxy trading, mm -hmm. to try tapping liquidity in other venues. So typically cross assets or within the containers of the ETF. And that's not easy either. And it's dependent and very specific for the ETF. But that's the big challenge of ETF open trading. Could you give some examples of what proxy trading means in reality? The commodities ETF is a very good example because Let's say you start trading an options on a gold ETF listed on Eurex. You're going to sell a put on gold. So basically, you need first to trade your delta. So the delta is basically the underlying of the options. That's the first criteria. If you can't trade your delta, you can't do option trading. Mm -hmm. By doing this, you can either sell the ETF itself, but it's difficult because the ETF may not be as liquid as you would expect. But the gold we know is a very liquid market on other venues. So you could either sell another ETF somewhere on the other continent or sell the physical gold itself on the COMEX future market or on the OTC market. And that's when you bring liquidity from a different pool to the pool that you're actually trying to build. Have there been any regulatory changes which have affected who's investing and how they're investing? Absolutely, yes. I mean, as usage regulation has changed, Funds who may previously have accessed liquidity in other markets, you know, if that market, particularly obviously the US 40X companies, they are no longer usage eligible. And so mm -hmm. there has been a move towards either cash settled options that reference a particular instrument or to the ETF market and particularly the ETC market. And that has definitely been a driver of client interest. And how do you see investors using options in their asset allocation models? So there's various ways to use options, but there is one obvious one, which is actually quite known already in Europe, is flat rates. So if you take the example of treasury yields in the US, everybody were used to get a good income of 2 
But nowadays, it's below 1% if you go for short maturity. So how are you going to get your yield? Options is the way. And the way to get yield by options was very successful in equities trading for the last eight years, where clients, so pensions, entrances, started to have some yield enhancement program based on options for the last eight years. This was not done yet on treasury bonds, and you could achieve that with option trading. So to give a quick example, right, if you buy a one-year treasury, US, you won't get more than 1% yield. But what you can do is you can sell a put or a code, depending which side you want, one year for more than 1%. Implied volatility around 10 and 15%, good amount of yield for one year. So the yield is actually non-negligible versus the yield of the underlying assets. So I think that could have a lot of growth in that direction. And that's particularly something for the commodities complex, because unlike an equity, these are non-yielding assets by their nature. And if you're holding them as gold enough, as often as, as an inflation hedge, or as a diversifier in case of crisis, to be able to make that non-yielding asset yield is obviously very attractive. How do you expect the options to be used going into 2021? I think confidence is still growing. So while we already see a successful, which is ETF options on equities and ETF options on precious metals, so namely gold and silver, will continue. And that mm. confidence is not given. You have three levels of confidence. You have the trading confidence, someone like myself. Can I trust my trading when I market made this product? Then you have the trading management confidence. Oh, is this guy capable or can we run the business at a bigger scale? And the last level of confidence is compliance level for a bank versus interaction various regulatories and limits. Do we respect our limit or not? And that confidence is slow to build. And obviously, we can increase size, you can increase speed of trading, and you can increase advertising to clients. So I'm expecting 21 to continue to build on that slope. And then on top, I expect fixed income ETF to grow next year, mainly because of this non-yielding asset now. Do you expect we'll see a growing type of client using ETFs and using them in different ways? Yes. As there are more and more clients, the pricing of this derivative is going to be more and more efficient. I mean, if you take the example of gold option trading, in ETF, the pricing is already very competitive clearly in line with other venues. This year, for the first time, we've seen trades happening interbank. Up until now, it's really been a bank-to-client transaction with the bank then seeking a proxy hedge, as Gabby was alluding to earlier. And this year, we've seen the first few people actually transferring the risk within the same asset. And that, for us, is a significant development. Matthew, Gabriel, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank Gabriel, Matthew, and Deborah for their insights today, and of course, you for watching. To catch up on our other shows or to subscribe to our newsletter, go to ecftv.net or tradetv.net.